0: What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul and Dan. hi ho What's
1: going on, people?
0: Why do you guys wait Jack so 80, long? Man. Like, you don't know I'm going to say that at the very beginning, yet there's always this weird pause right there. Is that necessary? Can we stop that next time? Can we just, like, jump right in with a quick little hello? Dan, did you take a picture of something? What's going on over there? Sprite oh. flashes. Anyway... Did I say welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames yet? Because welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. Make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. Say it quickly.
2: At World. Dan D.
1: Dwarfs eighty
0: nine. You at Fan the Flames NBA is the pod. And of course, make sure you listen on all pod forms. Rate, subscribe, all that beautiful, beautiful stuff, boys, fellas. If I if I may, Have a very I feel like today. We, should, <laughs> we should be gathering here this evening <laughs> to talk about the first Suns preseason game, right? And and yes, what all a those highlights! What a work of that art that was. <laughs> Yet here we are on. Tuesday, October 5th, the current time being four p.m., about to talk about something I feel like I said last week we have been talking about week after week, and we're probably done until something happens with this something, and something has not years. happened, yet we're going to talk about it. What was that? Two years?
2: We've been talking about this for
0: a long time. Okay. Uh, anyway, what am I talking about, boys?
1: Um well according to reports from agent Adrian, Adrian Wojnowski, uh, contract extension talks between the Suns and Deandre Ayton have um, officially reached an
0: impasse uh, whatever that well, means I mean I don't think that according it was even that I should say I don't think he said that they've officially reached an impasse it was I mean we know what it was it was DA's agent saying hey let's let's play up to the history of Robert Sarver have and <laughs> and use and use the public perception as a negotiation tactic, which, hey, if that's the move that he needs to pull out, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I certainly can't blame the guy for it. But yeah, to my original point there, I don't know that the word impasse was uh, used, because I think if you have an impasse. That's indicating that there's no longer any hope for any further negotiation, which is certainly not something that I took pulled away from that article. How about yourself, Paul? Seems like you might be even reading the article right now as we speak. Is that what you're doing? No. Well, I
2: had it up. I just checked the the first sentence. But yeah, I mean it, it's <laughs> That's
0: how we do I it here, we, baby.
2: Yep. I just I just read that first sentence and I take and I take all my thoughts from the headlines. Um I mean I for all intents and purposes, didn't we think this is where we were at? Since it hadn't right, been. Right. And
0: done? that's that's kind of the first thing I thought when I saw this. And and that was okay, what what's new that we haven't already heard? Now, really, I mean, y- you look at the article, and I guess I'll ask you guys this. When you look at the article, how do you read it? Because in the past however many weeks we've been talking about this. We've always been discussing the point being that where are they? They are at the stage where we've got an issue of the escalators. Okay, when we're talking about max contracts, should we step back and maybe talk a little bit about this? I mean, I would venture to guess if you're listening to a Phoenix Suns podcast, you probably have some knowledge about what the what the you know the operations of the the salary cap. What we're talking about here, at max contract wise, etc. Right? One would think, especially if you're. Again, listening to a Phoenix Suns podcast, but just in case you're
2: not a podcast by the Phoenix Suns, one would hope you have some knowledge of it at least.
0: Is that like, or maybe one of us does not? Or what are you saying? What's going on? What just happened?
2: I'm just saying we. I'm. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying.
0: Okay, so where are we at right now? We are at a point where DeAndre Ayton, the number one draft pick from 2018, the Suns franchise center, is up for a contract extension is rookie contract extension. The maximum that he can receive is a five-year deal that is worth starting at 25% of the cap, which comes to be about a five-year, what $172 million deal, give or take, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that be worth
1: up to 207.
0: Exactly. And that's where I was going to next. And it's, it's, it's the escalator. So, the max contract starts right there at 25%, and I guess really, the, the realistically, it, you get up to that 30%. It's basically a super max, right? It's like a rookie super max contract at that point. So, yep. you can go from that 25% to 30%. Now, what and, and and I I cover that because again, to recap, where I feel like we've always been looking at this from is. They're at the point where they're saying, yeah, we've got an offer to DA on the table for this five years at 25% of the cap, right? Now, the issue is how we get to the escalators of that 30%, or do we even get to escalators? Does he have the opportunity to earn up to that 30%? How do we get there? Now, question I have to you guys first, I guess, is as you read the the, the Woj article, do you get the impression that the Suns aren't even willing to go to the five-year – 172 million dollar stage or is the article a little too kind of i don't know the article it's, it's is coy about vague. It to really, there you go
2: the go article ahead. is vague about it. it it does start off with phoenix sun's reluctance to offer a max rookie contract extension it doesn't specifically say like you know so what does that mean and you know is that is it an escalator's thing they just they want to have the base level is it they want to actually be below the max number um you know that's i, I think that that's obviously the concern they don't sp- nowhere in the article outside of that first sentence to specifically say that like it doesn't even say what the suns have put on the table you know like if if it says the suns put 120 million on the table and that's that's what that that's the range they're thinking da's and that's a different story but it doesn't say that so there's definitely a, like you said there's a lot of coyness in this article
0: dan dan what do you gather from the article when just from the context of where do these negotiations even stand can you can can you ascertain any conclusion from the article
1: i mean i ascertain that it's a bunch of bullshit i mean oh. let's just let's just get, get this out of the way. Okay. Let's do it. Um uh, people are freaking out about it and rightfully so. Um the owner has a terrible track record and if Robert Sarver wanted to do anything this off season to I don't know, maybe make his uh, you know his his reputation better, he's not doing that right now. He could have easily just given him the max especially after the Michael Porter Jr contract which, which by the way was a fucking joke we can all agree about that regardless of what actually yeah regardless what actually was guaranteed once that was done hey for all intents and purposes DA's extension should have been done you know signed sealed and delivered that same day but it hasn't and all that this is doing is creating that perception that Robert Sarver is a cheap ass, and I get it. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's just pinching pennies." Listen, he's either going to get, he's either going to give him a max, or he's not. He's not trying to negotiate five million dollars under. He's it's it's not penny pinching. It's just pure stupidity at this point. It's just fucking dumb. Um, it's unnecessary. And this team just went to the goddamn finals. So, in my opinion, this team went to the finals, and now I'm it's time to eight. pay the. Yes, and it's time to pay the piper. Just pay Mikel, pay DA, because that's what you fucking do. And the thing that pisses me off the most about this are these so-called media members that were shitting on Aiton five, six months ago. And now they're like, oh, Mr. Sarver shouldn't be so cheap, and they should just pay the guy. No, dude, you don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to shit on the player and then be Mr. Mr. Righteous six months later. And that's what pisses me off the most is that people like this are just like, oh my God, you have to pay him. You have to pay him. Really, dude? You were trying to trade him for fucking Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley Jr. three months ago. So let's not fucking go there.
2: It's just, it's not. Go ahead. There are also a bunch of folks out there who were kind of saying like, oh, Aiton's should really only be worth this. They were were saying Aiton should only be getting like a $100 million deal or whatever. Exactly.
1: And and it's it's condescending just people like that just to stop it. Um, I'm just sick and tired of this shit, the, con- the contradicting bullshit from Sun's Twitter. One minute saying Aiden sucks, the next saying, oh, Sarber has to pay him. Otherwise, he's cheap. You can't fucking have it both ways. And some people just blatantly not wa- either. And it's not that they're not watching games. It's just not even hiding their disdain for a certain player all they're just doing is they're labeling them not liking a player as analysis and you know what you can take your analysis and shove it up your ass because i'm sick and tired of it and i'm just i'm just done so uh-huh. the,
2: our fans <laughs> have gotten what they were they were asking for sorry sorry guys it's <laughs> no a hell of a day. no you don't have to apologize because this clearly when we brought you on this is clearly what the fans want because that is what we've been getting asked for when <laughs> we said we were recording tonight so congratulations everybody you got you got your Dan rant uh, just that's and it's probably I mean, I, not over
1: I'm just uh probably wasn't put very well I probably could have put more into it but i just kind of was
0: i don't <sighs> know i don't i don't i don't i, I don't know I, what I, else I, more you could have put into that. <laughs> I do not know what what to do with with any of this. With with, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what part has to be more was was Dan's rant or, or Paul's follow up about how all the people want are <laughs> is 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 anchored. like what? I'm okay. Um, so let's refocus here, boys. Let's let's go back and think about where we are. Okay, Dan, in there. There Shout out some to Buffalo Trace, by the
1: way. Uh, oh, Buffalo let's Trace. do it. Shout out to Buffalo Trace. Follow them at Buffalo Trace on Twitter. They are not the official sponsor of the Fanning the Flames podcast, but hopefully Yet. one day they will be.
0: The opinions expressed on Fanning the Flames are Dan Duarte's <laughs> and not those of Buffalo Trace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> so, so, OK, no, seriously, let's, let's refocus this here. OK, Dan. One point that you brought up that I'm going to completely agree with you on is this, and that is, if this is in fact a situation where Robert Sarver is saying, I'm not even going to give DA the five years, $172 million, uh, that the minimum max, and, and again, I guess, can, can we all agree it's basically, it's a maximum and a super max, right? Even though these are on rookie deals, so we can stop like pussyfooting around language. Yeah. Are those fair, fair terminology to use? Yes.
2: Talk the base max. Sure.
0: sure. let Paul, if you like if you like base max better, let's let's go with base max. So okay, that's syllables. So if if this is a situation where the Suns are not even willing to give DA the base max, then I'm with you. One hundred percent I'm with you because that's absolute bullshit. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous because like you said, Paul, DA absolutely carried this team of the way to the finals on his back, right? I mean, obviously, there was was, was a lot of input from other players. But at the end of the day, we saw that biggest jump during the playoffs and the biggest impact, the biggest, I guess, differential impact, you can say, from regular season to to postseason was from D.A. So it's inexcusable to say he's not going to get that base max, if you will. Now... (sighs) That being said, I I do not, and even reading Woj's article, do not think that the situation where that would be the case, because yes, it says they're not willing to give him a maximum deal, but I think if they weren't even on the table with the five years at 25% of the cap, then I think that would absolutely be in there. And everything that we've been hearing over the past few weeks from all different folks including of course our boy flex is that really it was over these escalators. Now, I kind of want to talk about these escalators cuz Paul, yeah. I I I whenever we're talking cap stuff on this on the pod, for better or worse, I feel like we we've always turned to you kind of look at it. and we were talking about the escalators and you made an interesting point or at least a comment at least as I took it about the escalators before we started recording and that was that you didn't really get that these escalators aren't necessarily set in stone on these rookie deals. Am I, am I right there? Do we, yeah. do we
1: look, wait, we, so we, we turned to Paul for this. What is he? A fucking attorney that understands contracts or something or thinks? No, does? I just like the cat. Oh Okay that joke is it, isn't like, that yeah, a slang isn't paul that slang for
0: something heads. cap is that isn't that slang for something for the kids these days did paul just say I something like that I could be know, taken my, in two different uh, ways yeah,
1: I, yes my joke cap, went cap, completely cap over both you guys' heads or he what did, did you
0: say care. what did you say
1: i said we asked paul for like input on the cap what is he a lawyer an attorney or something that just understands thinks he understands contracts
0: and then he just yeah. said he likes the cap yeah no i, I got you and, and now i got your joke too as you said at the yeah, it the second time then let out that very heavy sigh he in fact though is not but uh nor does he go with numbers actually as we've learned so i don't know why we would ever turn to him for any of that but let's go back to the original point here and that is about understanding contracts and what have you but paul am i it was my was my assessment correct yeah
2: yes yeah i I didn't realize how much of a variableness there was to those escalators I, i thought it was like these are the certain buckets and maybe it was at one point, it's become more, like, in, like, subsequent uh, um, CBAs and whatnot, has become more malleable. But as of right now, it does, you were explaining to us, was that it is malleable. It's, you know, it's the all-NBA teams, it's the major awards, things like that, that can trigger right. them.
0: So, let, let me, allow me, if, if I may, yes, please. Yes. Please. So what we were what we were talking about you you got these you have these escalators right and we we understand these concepts of the maximum contract and the supermax right and you start thinking and you think about the supermax a lot of times the way you think about it is in these veteran contracts when a player qualifies for the supermax and generally speaking a, qual- a player is going to qualify for a supermax on a on a veteran contract if they's if they've hit these certain uh performance based qualifiers, Derek Rose rule, if if you will, is, well, is, is the is Derek what it's Rose was towards. actually
2: the rookie one.
0: The Well, well, I got you, but but hold on. It's all the the framework is all the same is why, why I'm getting gotcha. at this. So, but no, you're right, you're right. But with within the context of the of Veteran Supermax, if a player makes the all NBA team in the preceding year or in two of the three prior years, Wins the MVP or wins defensive player of the year, and I believe they're all kind of within that same those same time time frame parameters. You basically, as a veteran, automatically qualify for a super max. Meaning if you're in that, I believe it's the seven to ten year range as a as a veteran, you would normally be able to qualify at 30% for, for a maximum. But if you hit those escalators, you automatically qualify for 35% of the the salary cap for that given year. Now, where that differs a little bit when you get into the rookie contracts is those escalators aren't as set in stone. So the base max, as we've been referring to it, starts at 25% of the salary cap for the you know, first year of that contract, right? And then it has its normal step-ups at 8%, like you would with any max contract. Now, where the variables come into play is how a player who is signing a max extension, a max rookie extension, can make that max rookie extension into effectively a super max by bumping it up from 25% of the salary cap for the first-year contract to 30%. Meaning, in the case of Aiton and all these guys who have gotten these max extensions already, the contract goes from 5 at 172 to about 5 at 207. Right Now, the framework of these escalators remain the same. So, MVP, All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year. And when I say the framework, I mean the, the actual achievements. What differs is how you apply the percentage increase. In these rookie extension contracts, in these rookie extensions, the team and the player can negotiate, for example... If you make third-team All-NBA, instead of it being 25% of the cap for that given year, your starting salary will be 27.5%. If you make first-team All-NBA, it'll be 30% instead of 25%. See what I'm saying? Yep. And that's where, when you have this concept out there of, just pay the guy it, it it it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that at the end of the day are we talking about the same numbers I think yeah we are but what we're ultimately dealing with and this has been my understanding all along and for all intents and purposes all signs point to it being this and that's it's a matter of how could Aiton possibly reach that 30 percent and and when I look at this Woj article, I guess the thing that gets to me the most is not necessarily like I don't look. I'm a I'm i a, I'm a Sarver guy. I'm like one of the three, right? We've we've gone over this before <laughs> on this pod, but I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, if he fucks this up, like that's obviously a huge deal. And I'm not looking at this Woj article though and saying we have to defend the ownership or we have to defend the front office. I'm also not saying. We should all be siding with Team Ayton here saying that, yeah, yeah, pay the guy blindly. What what bothers me is there's this unknown out there, and that is where the parties stand with respect to those escalators. Because it's not as if there's no precedent for it. And and, and this is a, a question that I raised to you guys beforehand. And since I've been blabbering on for I'll pose this question to you. And that's. An article on brightsideofthesun.com, fantastic website in case you're not aware of it, uh, from back when Booker had signed his extension, discussed the escalators that were in his uh, agreement. And the escalators that were in Book's rookie max extension said if he in his fourth year made any of the all-NBA teams, he would bump up from 25% to 27.5%. Of the cap for that first year of his contract. If he won MVP, it would bump up to thirty percent. He obviously did neither one of those, so he's at twenty-five percent of what the what the uh, salary back. cap. Thank you. Was um, at at the time of in the first year of his deal. So my question to you would be: if if you you knowing that those are the parameters that book was given back then. Can you sit there as a son and say, I'm going to give DeAndre Ayton what would be, quote-unquote, easier escalators to, to, to meet? Saying, for example, if DeAndre Ayton's representation is sitting there going, we want D.A. to get 30% of the cap, that number, if he makes third-team All-NBA, and you know you didn't even give that to Devin Booker, does that give you any hesitation in giving that to D.A.?
2: Well— So the goalposts on these negotiations always move. Like you see it in like the NFL all the time of like, you know, the quarterbacks who like, you know, the next quarterback up is like, he's got to be the next highest paid guy. So, you know, book signed his extension, what, two years ago, three years ago at this point. So like, since then, you know, other people have built contracts off of that and then built contracts off of those. So it's, you really got to look more at, the guys who are signing stuff, you know, around DA not looking back two, three, four years because, you know, the market shifts for various reasons. And so I would say it make more sense to be looking at like the honestly looking at Michael Porter Jr.'s deal. Like that's probably like, you know, Trey and like Lucas already got the Supermax because he's already hit escalators. That's yeah, like that it's a given. <laughs> Trey, I mean, he's Probably, you know, he might have a shot at like an all NBA team. I don't know. I don't think he's gotten one yet. I don't know. But he's not being that he's also the fo- he is the focal point of that team. I can see them, you know, making those kind of easier or, you know, more m- more likely than not to be achieved. Or maybe not, not, that's wrong to say, but more likely to be received to be achieved um whereas you you start moving down to you know uh shot shay he's you know I and mean, he's the star on a shit team he's what book was two three years ago and you know i if he even has escalators in his i'm not 100 sure he has any escalators in his
0: from what if i've read their- from what I've read, Shay's is, and and that's another thing with the escalators. I feel like, and and I might be wrong, it's not like I've been looking into these for a long time, but I don't know how quickly the true depth of the escalators come out publicly because, and we can get into this a little bit later, but what I've seen is a lot of the contracts that I've looked up that were from a few years back, a lot of those extensions have more of these escalators that actually have, you know, steps up, Based on the tier of you know uh, 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 goal accomplished, mm-hmm. uh, whereas yeah. it looks like some of the more recent ones uh, are more. If you hit any of them, you get the full thirty percent, almost like you see with the with the veteran version of this, right? Mm-hmm. But right. to that point, what I've what I did see about about uh, about Chase out there is that his is strictly an All NBA escalator. So if he's voted an All NBA team, he gets to that. that 207 million over five years.
2: Uh, And I
0: believe I pulled that from sporttrack.com.
2: And so I think obviously, maybe not obviously, but I don't think DA falls in that, um, you know, Trey Luca level because, you know, they've to, to an extent they've proved it over a longer period of time. Like
0: Dan, let me finish. All he said was, "How dare you?" That was all. He's just simply objecting. I'm
2: saying they've put up the they've put up the stats. Da has been growing into himself. Is was my point. Similar to Michael Michael Porter Jr. Where and actually, I feel like Da. If my argument is with this is if Michael Porter Jr. can get it where he basically played like a season and a half, and one of those seasons he was. Um, you know, was coming off the bench and he's getting a full, you know he's getting a full max DDA was the starter. I mean, yeah, he had the suspension issue, but that's in the past. He's shown progressive improvement over every season. And to his own words, he's sacrificed. like he could have put up stats. He could have put up stats that on paper. you're like, oh, that's a max player. But no, he understood it's a it's a we score, not a me score. As um, I think that's what Monty called it, or that's what has been coming out in some of the uh, quotes out of training camp of that, like the team scores. So he's doing what's best to get the team to score, which means his stats, like he was almost a 20 point scorer in previous years and his average dropped to 14 this year because he focused on other things because that was what was needed by the team. So to then penalize him because his stats regressed is horseshit yeah i I was going to be a little bit more kind with with my word choice but thank you dan that's uh perfect it's horseshit you're welcome Uh, you know and i think that's i think that's why in almost every interview da's had since training camp started he has specifically used the word sacrifice and to just kind of hammer home it's like you know i've put my livelihood my career on the line here so we could win you know i'm willing to do that but you know there's you got to meet me meet me on the other side here
0: well and and you know you you mentioned michael porter jr's contract as a benchmark and it's kind of interesting because in to be completely honest, I'm I'm, I'm I haven't am i looked at exactly how it all plays out, but I know that there is a lot of structure to that contract that that changes how it could ultimately pay out that that basically renders it something like the true guaranteed money there is only in like the hundred and forty range or something like that. I, I yeah, the, I, the, I can't la- the last
2: year, the fifth year is partially guaranteed, it's right? A so a chunk of money, but it's partially guaranteed.
0: Yeah, so you start getting to that, the uh, almost to the point of all of this, and that is, it's all still a negotiation, right? And mm-hmm. for all we know, you know, we sit here and and I can talk about escalators and all all of that and say this is what I'm imagining the the holdups are, and presumably maybe here's, you know, we can go through examples of what some big men have done in the past as far as escalators, because there have traditionally been these kind of step ups. It, it hasn't been easy for big men to get to this thirty percent. I I don't know that anybody on a rookie extension since this new cba went into effect in 2017 uh has gone to the 30 percent i mean Luca was the first one to get the true rookie super max because he made all nba twice before he even was up for an extension but i i off the top of my head and and in what i was looking at, i can't think of anybody else that signed their max deal with those with those escalators and and ever hit any of them which i guess maybe is an argument for the side of DA saying, why not just give them to them? Because they're very difficult as they are, even if you give them in the most simple form.
1: Right. I mean, everybody always mentions, right. They say, just, just give it to him, And if he hits those escalators, he's well worth the contract. Right. I think we can all agree with that. Sure. Um, but you know, if you look at things from, you know, I know this is the podcast of optimism, but if you want to look at things negatively, um, I think I think Gambo brought this up today on the show. Um, Rudy Gobert, which is, uh, I mean, I think Diaz surpassed him as the third best center in the league. But just for argument's sake, let's just use him. Um, his second contract, I think Gambo said, with the Jazz, they offered him $145 million. He could have gotten once. He could have. No, I'm sorry. He could have gotten 145 in free agency, but he took once. But the Jazz offered him 160, and he basically said, I'm not doing that. Either give me the max or I'm leaving. And it ended up the Jazz said, You know what? I, I don't want to, you know, we don't want that headache. Let's just pay him. And they ended up giving him 205 million. So, I guess the worst case scenario, um, i mean that's not the worst case scenario da could i mean i mean right now he's saying no i'm I'm not taking any less than the max but then you run the risk of a fractured locker room because you know all the players are going to side with da because that's what players do um and given that this was the best locker room in the nba last season i don't think that that's a very smart way to go about things um and i mean even i mean gambo even mentioned that DA is not going to take anything less than the max and that he would be willing to pay for the qualifying offer after next season and go into unrestricted free agency if he has to, uh, which would be the worst thing. Nobody's ever done at it at that point. But, nobody's yeah. ever done it. Well, well, I mean, no, hold
0: I, on, yeah. hold on, just to, to clarify, did 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 you say Gambo said he would be willing to or was did he say that's something could. that could potentially happen? No,
1: he said he would do two, two very so.
0: different things.
1: He said he would be willing to.
0: okay that's 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 interesting but okay paul what were you saying sorry
2: well i was just saying that you know that posturing of taking the qualifying offer nobody who's been at like a max level has been has taken has gone that route you know it's even i think way too much on the table um and you know there's too much risk there of like potential injury and whatnot i mean like see Isaiah Thomas, like how much money he lost because he played for the Boston Celtics injured. Granted, that's kind of the opposite situation. He thought he was going to get taken care of, but I mean, he went from probably getting a max contract after the way he played that season to barely in the league anymore and getting minimum deals because he got himself injured. But um, so there's that huge risk there. I mean, I know that qualifying offer is still like 16 million or something, So it's a decent chunk of change, but, you know, it, um, it kind of makes things, it's a huge gamble to take that you'll be able to get through that year and truly improve. But, um, I mean, my, my biggest, my fear from the whole situation is not, is that, and I said this before on a previous podcast is that Sarver learned the wrong lesson from the Joe Johnson situation in that rather than like, you know, if you're uh, squabbling over like relatively like minor stuff, which I mean, I guess, you know, 25 to 30% isn't really that minor at the end of the day over the course of a, of a five-year contract. But if you're kind of if you're in a reasonable ish range, just get it done versus learning that oh no, I should know. I should if he doesn't take the deal I offer, I can always I can always just match whatever he gets in free agency. And that you know that doesn't that's the wrong lesson in that situation to me because it creates bad blood. Yeah, right by down. the way, what is it what yeah. does it
0: create?
2: What does it create? Bad blood. Bad blood. Bad blood. Bad blood, Dan. Bad, Bad blood?
1: blood creates a rift. Um, <laughs> by the way, I was wrong. So Gambo didn't say that Da would play for the quality. He said he worst case scenario is he could play for the qualifying offer, which is about sixteen million. You're right. Completely different thing. So uh, go ahead,
0: buddy. Let me let me let me ask you this question, Dan, because yeah. y- you brought up an interesting point, and and you said that this could basically create locker room issues, you know, morale issues, to guess, perhaps, right? Is that, is that fair, fair assessment of what you kind of, a synopsis, if you will, of what you said earlier? Sure. So, do you see a situation where, okay, let's say DA gets paid and they just say, okay, you make any all NBA team, you get 30%. Even when defensive player of the year, you get 30%, MVP 30%. We get the whole kit and caboodle, as easy as it can be under the under the terms of the CBA. Like I said earlier, Devin Booker didn't get that type of path to a thirty percent number. Don't you think that could be perceived by Booker as as disrespectful and possibly create some issues in the locker room too?
1: No, no, absolutely I don't, not. And yeah. I'll tell you why because Booker got the max extension for where he was slotted. He was a thirteenth overall pick. The reason Da gets more is because he was
2: the number one overall pick.
0: Plain and oh, simple. Whoa, 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 whoa! Really? Okay. Mm, cool.
2: um, there's been there's been three there's been three number one overall picks who didn't get the max didn't get the rookie max right greg odin anthony bennett and one other that i'm now blanking on but like another she's like a comp- no, no no it's like since they've well, done well the rookie probably like
1: yes it, but lebron james <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: he didn't get. Anyway, he, he didn't get it later.
1: No, I, I and that's what I'm saying. So you know, we all talk about the goalposts moving for DA, right? The goalposts literally move every single. I mean, year. I mean, somebody's going to be the highest paid player. I mean, Steph Curry is currently the highest paid player in the NBA. Show but, but,
0: but I'm not talking about dollars and cents here, man. I'm talking about we're talking about percentages, like. This is you can you you are worth this much of the salary cap. Yeah, I understand the salary cap's gonna move, but that percentage isn't gonna move. So, what do you, you don't think and there's any negative negative perception? No negative, uh, uh, you know, take comes from saying, okay, Da, we think you're you're m- more worthy of 30% kicker uh, than than Devin Booker was. You don't think that creates any sort of issue with book thinking why the fuck does he get that and i didn't even get that no. and i'm not saying that i think there would no, be just, I, I, I don't i don't i don't, I don't think
2: so because again it's it's situational and you know it's and it's also three years later yeah exactly it's it's,
1: it's it's a different landscape and i talked to you guys about this off the air but i mean the situations these two players were in when they got offered these contracts or or in book's case got offered this contract is. Devin Booker was. They were the worst team in the league. They had just gotten the number one overall pick. They about. To, they had just drafted DeAndre Aiden when he signed that contract. Now you could argue that he was the entire team, yes, but you got to also understand that DeAndre Aiden was the one of the integral pieces of a championship caliber roster that just went to the finals and were two wins away. God damn it! Um, but you know so you can't really compare apples to apples when it comes you know to that it's just it's it's a different situation it's a different from what i can understand it's it's a little bit different with DeAndre Ayton being the number 1 overall pick versus book being the 13th pick i mean unless i'm wrong about that but i believe somebody that knows the cap pretty well told me that so i don't know maybe i'm wrong but
2: Uh, So i looked up the third guy who, so it was in the last 15 years, only three number one picks did not get max extensions, Anthony Bennett, Greg Oden, and Markel Fultz. All three of those Ah. have serious, very serious issues that DA clearly does not have. He's, you know, and with big men, you know, you are paying with, big men more so than wings you are paying on potential a little bit more they take a little bit more seasoning to truly kind of develop into form and we're already seeing that with da so it's just it's just like yeah it's pretty pretty clear i mean NFL i know season. i know it's i know there's negotiations and whatnot but it's like just just do it it's
0: at the end of the day it's exhausting. yeah i mean <laughs> So so is the ultimate conclusion just give him the the full the the full opportunity you know no 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 limitations, no nothing on getting to that that thirty percent uh of the of the salary I, cap number?
2: I'm not saying that. I mean like there's you can do stuff there, and if he's like like I said, there's benchmarks here of like you know on the low end you've got faults. Or not faults. Um, On the low end, you've got Shea. And on the high end, you've got Luca of like how those escalators work and like which ones they have to qualify for. And, you know, DA slots right there in the middle, probably a little, in my opinion, a little bit above um, Michael Porter Jr., just because he's been available and he's produced over a longer period of time and shown like marked improvement over that period, particularly on the defensive end. And unfortunately, defense is so hard to quantify that, like, you know, it's like, oh, your points are down or whatever, you know, but it's like, yeah, but I went from being a shit defender who didn't know where I was on the court my my rookie year to anchoring a finals caliber defense and being one of the few guys who can even remotely slow down Giannis and Jokic.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I find kind of interesting when it comes to the CBA is why they even have the option to negotiate these escalators and the rookie contract in there. I mean, let's think about it. Like we're talking about here, first of all, outside of Luca, there hasn't, again, I don't think been been a rookie who's gotten, or excuse me, a a player who has gotten the rookie Supermax extension. Uh, Again, if you guys can think of anybody, let me know. But Obviously, guys have gone on to get super maxes after their rookie extension, but again, we're talking about a CBA that's only been in place to 17. Also, it's only been, you know, yeah. four or five years, four years. So, but um, I feel like Durant got it.
2: I think, it, or was he before Rose? It was before Rose. He's before Rose. Okay.
0: Yeah, and well, and I guess ultimately, like. Why not just and and this is perhaps a rhetorical question because I I don't think we have the answer, but why not just treat rookie extensions like you do with the, you know, the veteran supermax and say, okay, if you hit any of these benchmarks, you qualify for thirty percent, take out the whole negotiation part. I mean, it just seems kinda seems almost unnecessary because the the benchmarks are are incredibly difficult as they are. But I guess you bring up the the other
2: thing. Go ahead the other thing about those benchmarks is all of that, all of them, I believe are media voted, which is actually something the media members don't really like that. Like when they're going into doing the, those votes is like, you know, I might cost this guy $30 million. Like that is a factor that goes into their voting of like, you know, if I vote him onto this all NBA third team, he could qualify for the Supermax or not.
1: You know, I would tend they, to agree yeah, with I mean, you there, Paul. But I mean, it's ES, a lot of those guys write for ESPN, and from the way they vote, they obviously don't give a fuck. <laughs> some of their voting's fucking terrible. But I get what you're saying.
0: That is that that's actually a really interesting point, Paul. Because I didn't really I, I didn't think about that at all. I mean, yeah, they 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 talk about it as achievement based but i mean how how concocted are are these achievements i mean what's what's really concrete there it's at the end of the day to a certain degree it still comes down to a kind of a popularity contest right
2: right i I, yeah i mean it's it's a tough thing to do like it's like whatever it is if they create escalators they're going to be arbitrary in some way shape or form like it's like okay other ones that could be done is if you if you are on a team that gets to the second round of the playoffs you could qualify because that means you're on a good team and but then it's like okay but how much did you really contribute because it's like you know you may have one of these teams where like maybe you were injured that year like you were you, you were a rookie and you weren't ready to play. So you were kind of buried down on the bench your first season and they made it to the second round of the playoffs, but you really didn't do anything. Like let's say Jalen, Jalen Smith in two years becomes something. And that was the escalator. Like, Oh, he made it to the, he was on a team that made it to the finals, but he didn't contribute. So like, it's like, there's that. Or like if you do something off of stats, like you get, you are, a league leader in points or assists and like if you're like if you're top 10 in one of those or something like that you could be eligible like you could do well, things like that that are quantifiable
0: maybe. well and it's it's kind of interesting that you say that because there are contracts that provide for that there there are contracts yeah. that have those types of incentives in them but in the cba and and i don't know if this is in the cba when it comes to veteran maximum extensions but with respect to rookies i know it's in there and that's you can't have any of those types of incentives in them. Like you're limited to right. those, 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 clauses when it comes to performance based. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure there's some reasoning behind it, but it seems to me like it makes things, uh, you know, unnecessarily complicated, but I, right. l- let me, let me try to put a little bow on, at, at least from my perspective, this whole DA, you know, extension thing, because ultimately, Am I happy that DA does not have an extension? No. If if it was up to me, I would say, look, forget everything else. At the end of the day, if he makes first, second, or third team All-NBA or wins Defensive Player of the Year or yeah. <laughs> wins MVP, he's earned it. then hell yeah, he's, he's worth earned it. it. <laughs> and, and you know what? If it's third or second team, I would sit here and say, I don't really care. Give him the full thing anyway. But at the same time, I'm not the one running the organization. At the same time, there's precedent when it comes to big men and these rookie, you know, these rookie extensions. I mean, look at uh, Bam. Bam got one t- last off season. Yeah, I think it was last off season. His escalators. If he won defensive player of the year, he would kick up from 25% to 27.5%. If he was first first team All NBA or MVP, then he would get the full thirty percent. He got nothing for second or third team. Embiid and I know Embiid had a you know an injury history, and he also had a lot of other uh, different structure uh, intricacies with his contract. But from the escalator standpoint. His rookie deal provided that if he made first-team All-NBA, it would go from 25% to 30%. And in that fourth year of his, he made second-team All-NBA, which means he got 25%. So, yeah, I understand the perspective of, dude, just just give DA whatever and give him the max and get it done – but it's not like there's not precedent for the Suns wanting there to be step ups in the escalators. And again, if all of this has right. missed the mark and the Suns just don't want to give them even the quote unquote base max, then 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 all bets are off because that's just that's that's, that's wrong. That's silly. That's, wrong. that's silly. Silly. It's but. Fairly. The first reaction I had when I saw that article today was well, DA's agent went to the media and wants to use it as, as a as a litigation tactic, <laughs> as a as a negotiation tactic. And and fine. That that it's not the first time that's happened. It's not the last time it's happened. And ultimately, maybe it'll work and get it across the finish line. Um, I I frankly, I mean, I, I don't like the concept of going to the media and and doing it that way. But if it gets it done, then I'm all for it because I just want it to be done too. And I, I, I think maybe we can say that's all we have to say about that. Could we, could we maybe now actually be done talking about DA's extension on this podcast? Until Next it's week, signed, I'm not speaking
2: another word about DA's contract.
0: Okay, can we make that a pact on fanning the flames? Until something is signed, we no longer speak about DA's extension.
2: Until something is signed or the deadline passes and it's not signed. So Fair. basically we got... Two weeks.
0: Agreed. Daniel? I'll
1: I'll make no such promise, but yes.
0: Fair enough. All right. Thank you, promise. I'm not here to censor you, Dan. I'm not here to censor you, although maybe I might have to. I don't know. At some point. Anyway, okay. What else do we want to talk about, boys? I mean, we literally were like, hey, let's talk about DA's extension, and we've done that for, I don't know, 50 minutes or so. Maybe more. I'm not sure where we're at.
2: Do we want to talk about anything else? Do we want to talk about this preseason game that none of us could
0: actually watch? <laughs> yeah. What's uh, yeah? I, I, how about that? Like, really, Sacramento? You you guys have there's was there no feed to it outside of like the feed inside of the arena? I don't think so. Like that. But, I mean, that's this happened ridiculous.
2: before. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't have a feed. Like, it's, yeah, it should. It's 2021. We shouldn't just have audio-only feeds of basketball.
0: <laughs> as much as we loved having uh, John Bloom and Tim Kempton paint the picture for us in our homes last night, of course, it, it was—it was like it was like Bob Ross. It was he very mo- that picture
2: in our homes. Was I it? A, pictured, was, I just pictured, pictured Bloom with like a
0: fro. It was awesome. That's disturbing.
1: Love you, Bloom, but that's disturbing.
0: Okay. All right, well, we got another preseason game coming up tomorrow night, and then we have two more, and then we've yep. got the regular season coming up, boys. Are you Hey, we going to the first game? Let's go to the first game. You guys going to the first game? Dan, you're going to the first game, right?
1: Uh, Against the Nuggets, the uh, regular the
0: Nuggets.
1: game? Yeah. Why is your
0: voice so high, dude? I don't
2: know, Jimmy. I, me I don't know. Should we go? I think should we to the game. All right.
0: I gotta see. I feel, I I f- I feel like I was it. in a family guy at some point where like Stewie just kept going in a higher, higher voice. He's like, if I just keep talking like this, does that mean you'll you'll think about it a little more? Anyway. You know what,
1: you know what I wish I had right now? Fucking Taco Bell.
0: Oh, dude, I got you. <laughs> I got you.
2: <laughs> All right, I think we'll wrap
0: up this episode of Fan of the Flames because I'm gonna order Dan some Taco Bell and before I start offering to order more listeners Taco Bell, which I did one time. Did I share that on the podcast? I actually did that. No,
1: you know what? If I'm I not mistaken, I that. believe
0: he was I believe the gentleman was in St. Louis. I'd have to look up the the uh uh the the, the Twitter user, but hey, you know what? <laughs> Homeboy actually hey, we reached got, out we got and asked for Taco Bell. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. honor that seven days a week. Seven days a week. Hey, so,
1: so can we talk about how crazy it is that um the season starts in like 5 days.
0: I think that's what we were just saying, but go on Dan. I mean, we're going to go the first game, right? <laughs> we yeah. don't need to go through that again.
2: Hey, I mean, we, we, we
0: didn't ta- Hey, have I told you guys this? I, I I don't think I have because Voida and I have been talking about it. I don't know if I shared it with you guys yet, but I think we're going to do a little uh head-to-head competition amongst the podcasters here uh doing pickums of the Suns this season, which I guess ultimately I'm doomed to finish last because I'm going to pick them going 82 and 0, which I'm not thinking is actually going to happen. Wait. But so in a vacuum, like, you want me like pick the, loss is hard. I mean, so it's going to be. Do like we, like what do they we really like, want to
1: be associated with Dodger fans, though?
0: Oh, that's a fair point. I mean, maybe we have to talk about this. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a good point. We have to talk about this all fair. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the episode, boys, because it seems like we have nothing else to talk about. Is that fair? Am I right? I, I am right. All right, boys. If we had, hey, I to say you're right. Fell right. out of our mind. I appreciate I got, I got appreciate your guys' time. It's been it's fun as always. Dan, your rants are as. Mwah yes chef's kiss as as therapeutic as always i guess i i don't know i don't know but but hey i love you and i appreciate you and you know who else i love and appreciate all of you guys listening we appreciate you guys listening of course thank you for listening You can follow me on twitter my so says j paul
1: hey dervish world dan uh d
0: 89 and the pod is at fan the flames nba and don't forget buffalo Tw- trace the official unofficial whiskey of fanning the flames yes, and sir, until and next buffalo time trace depending on when you're listening. Thank you for listening. And have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening.
1: That's all, folks. What the fuck was that?